This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Foxes, how the devil are we? <laughs> the night before the day after, is that right? I think I got that right. I t- I'm so excited at the moment. Who knows? Who knows what I could be saying or thinking or doing? I mean, I am that nervous. I'm actually. I went out and bought a new uh, a, a new chair to do this. So when I say chair, I say it's a new chair. It's uh, actually a commode. You understand why?
We've got that tomorrow. We have. And tonight, we've got me. And we've got somebody else joining us in a minute. Uh, my normal chat chum colleague, Craig. All the C's there. Uh, at the moment, we are live on YouTube, Lester Till I Die TV. We would be absolutely grateful as anything if you would be so kind as to give us a little sub. We've got Facebook group, Lester Till I Die, of course. And, of course, if you're on the Twitter sphere, you will find us at, at Lester TID. But whatever you do, do not forget press that subscribe button in the bottom right-hand corner and give us a follow. Thank you so kindly. Now, we were hoping to have a couple of extra guests on tonight. I know Steve Linux was uh, trying to get on. He's stuck in traffic in Birmingham. Apparently, they're protesting in Birmingham. Not sure what about. I guess it's about having to live in Birmingham, probably. And Julian... Well, he's sort of uh, probably stuck in the 19th hole. <laughs> he, uh, he likes his golf. Oh, no. Talk of the devil. I think he's just about getting on. Obviously, they've shut the uh, they've shut the 19th hole down. They've kicked him out. He's staggered home, and uh, he's managed to make it. Um, so we, we will see. Right. Um, my commode's working. I checked it earlier. So let's go. We are, say, looking towards. Can you believe? Can you believe we are in the FA Cup tomorrow? The FA Cup final. I mean, I'm at the point of, and I've said this many, many times, where pinching myself is actually becoming self-abuse. It is that <laughs> it is that unbelievable. But what I want to do before we start is actually just take a moment, if I can, to um, to thank Vichai for what he did and Top for what he's carrying on. I have supported Leicester all my life. I'm 60 years old this year and never in my wildest dreams did I ever, ever think that Leicester City Football Club will be where we are now. It was pipe dreams. You know, I've been in the, uh, through the league one years. I've been through the um, Craig Levine years, the David Pleat years, the Ian Holloway years. You know, you can go on and on and on. You know, the playoff disappointments, the 4-3 against Swindon's. Been all there got the t-shirt and i never thought you know when when milan sold to these thai consortium we're thinking like who the hell are they they didn't just buy a club they bought into the community they bought into a leicester with all the charity work and everything they do they are such good owners i mean you know we get only the other day we got a box through and it you know there, there was a there was a clapper in there there's a uh, a face paint. I was going to have that on for tonight, but I'll save that till tomorrow. You know, there's a little badge and there's a letter. I mean, these are such great owners. Vichai, obviously, sadly, no longer with us. Top's carrying on where he's left off, and he, you know, he's making his father proud. But they've taken my club to a level, you know, where I'm, I'm with my son watching Leicester in the Champions League. I'm with my son watching Leicester pick up the Premier League trophy. And tomorrow, and unfortunately it is via the TV because of, of, of COVID, I'm going to be with my son watching us play in an FA Cup final. I can, I am unfortunately, got to admit, old enough to remember the last one, 1969. And, you know, we've been four times the, the bridesmaid, never the bride. And I just want to say... Vichai, you must be watching, looking down on us, top. 
you are brilliant thank you thank you thank you so much for everything you do that said we have got a match to talk about first of all um this i want to say because i did think what will happen if i'm sat there sort of and, and if i was at the ground and leicester scored you know like they sometimes as they scan around with the cameras they pick out the pretty girls and uh, and the good looking women uh well i kind of think this would be me Well, when, when, when I say me, I, I do mean the uh, slimmed down version of me, uh, to, to be honest with you. But let's bring my colleague in, Craig, and say good evening, Craig. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, everybody. How are you all doing? Uh, Chris, mm -hmm. can I just say uh, I'm going to raise a bottle of water uh, to you for that impassioned uh, speech there about our owners, and uh, I wholeheartedly agree. And... You know, when we do, as Leicester fans, as we, we have our little moans, we do have to uh, remember where we've been and where we've come from and where we are now. And uh, so, yeah, full wholeheartedly with you. Uh, beautifully put. Well done. Thank you very much, sir. I think that's the first time you've agreed with me this season. Yeah, probably <laughs> so, the last. Yeah, probably will be. But I tell you what, I've actually got a, a, a little uh, a little video of uh, of you celebrating uh, if, <laughs> if Leicester score tomorrow, and, and uh, your good lady wife sent this. <laughs> I think you find that I, is my good lady wife. <laughs> that is that is worrying. That is worrying. <laughs> and let us bring in um, the man who actually knows what he's talking about, and there has to be one. Uh, as I say, I think they, uh, they they kicked him out the bar and they brought him in. <laughs> Good evening, Julian. Good evening, guys. You're right. Yeah, not Hi, too bad. Hi, Julian. Hi, nice Craig to guys. see that hairdressers are open again. <laughs> too right. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've not got to the hairdressers yet, which is why I'm still wearing this, because at the moment I look like Jedward if I take it off. But, uh, hey, it's only fair because, you know, you've seen me celebrating, you've seen Craig celebrating, and I think it's only fair that we uh, we have a quick look, do we not? Do you think Craig and Julian celebrating? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is moving slowly sorry but I, I i think that was when you scored your goal wasn't it that, that was you celebrating you must have uh, cameras in my house chris it's very very good likeness <laughs> it's, it's, it's the hair <laughs> we've got a few comments so before we start let's see uh what people are saying mad jason hi hope you guys are well uh I'm very well, and I think the, the other two are as well. Yeah, I think we're all excited. Melina, um, Miss Melina, am I modding this evening? Evening, Chris, and everyone in the chat. Good evening, Mel. Hope you are well. Uh, and Stephen, good evening, sir. You were speaking to you earlier. Uh, thank you for the, the well said there. Um, I hope you are uh, well with everything that's going on for you as well. First of all, Julian, how excited? I mean, you know... <sighs> You weren't Leicester born and bred, obviously, but um, you you still got a little place in your heart for us. How excited are you? I can't wait. I mean, it's fantastic. I, we've talked about a lot about the, the last couple of years here, and obviously since the takeover now, you know, we seem to be different from every other club with the way that, you know, the owners treat, you know, the club itself and the fans. Yeah. 
Um, and I always liken, you know, what's happening now to the days in the mid-90s when when I was there and other players were there. There were good times because we had, some, you know, we had a little bit of success uh, and that's happening all over again now. And, it, you know, and I think of all the clubs I played for, I have not just saying it because we're on here, but I've got a closer yeah. association with, you know, Leicester City and, you know, ex-players uh, from Leicester, I'm still in touch with now. So, uh, you know, I can't wait for tomorrow. It's going to be a fantastic day. And I, I just hope that we perform, you know, well, do ourselves proud. And, you know, fingers crossed we can get the result. Yeah, well said. Talking of ex-players, I just want to sort of also give a shout-out to uh, Ian Wilson, that you've probably both heard of talking, because, of course, he was in the in the team last time we were uh, in the semi-final. And as I reminded him, because he gave me a call yesterday, so it was really, really nice to speak to him. He's... Um, Health-wise, got in a few few problems. So I just want to say uh, a, a good wishes and, and best luck of luck to him as well. Um, Craig, I mean, you're you're you you you're going to be there. Come on, you know, you've got to be uh, jumping for joy. I'm uh, I'm on the borderline of being a giddy little schoolboy, and um, I can I can tell you that's many many years ago since that last happened. <laughs> you're um, hiding it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep this calm persona, Chris. There's only there's only room for one uh, one uh, one crazy guy, and that's that's clearly you. But I no, was going to say, Julian's here. Be careful what you say about yeah. him. <laughs> no, it, again, it's it, as you said earlier on in your introduction. It's one of those days that you didn't really think would ever come. You know, I thought if I ever got to a cup final, it would be there that I was in a marching band or something. But yeah, uh, yeah the finally the days come and. Uh, no, it's going to be great, and it's going to be great to be able to share it with other Leicester City fans because it's been a long time since many of us have gathered yeah. in the same place. It is, and, you know, what I don't get, Julian, um, a little bit of a gripe. You know, you know me, I don't like to moan or rant, but uh, when I do, I think I've got good reason to. To me... You know, we we're playing this tomorrow, and don't get me wrong, it's great to be there, of course it is. But we then got Chelsea on Tuesday and um, Spurs next weekend. It used to always be the the, the showpiece of the English final uh, of the English season, and it's the you know it should be at the end of the season, which would then also give the possibility of more fans being there because we're a couple of extra weeks, you know, down down, down the path to, to recoveries, they say. You know, I can't understand why they're sticking it in the middle of the season. It's just taking a little bit of the gloss off. It has. I mean, I remember growing up, obviously, you know, you'd start watching. It was on ITV and BBC at the same time. And, you you know, yeah. the programmes would start at 12 o'clock and you'd sit there glued to the screen all afternoon. And, you know, like you say, the season was over. Everything had been decided. And this was like... You know, before we had obviously the, the popularity of the Champions League and other European competitions, this was the big game of the season. So it is a bit strange, and I sort of agree with you. But I just think, you know, why wouldn't you just get the season over with and this be the Saturday after? If we could all play full fixtures tomorrow, finish off, and then you know, and then go the week later. I'm not sure if it's anything to do with the European schedule and only the powers that be can answer that, I suppose. But it is a bit of a shame. But you know, it is what it is, and um, you know, still going to be a fantastic day. I mean, Craig, it's football bodies, isn't it? You know, when you look at the fact that the Champions League final is between, you know, two English teams, so they stick it in Portugal. Yeah, I suppose we can't really hope for, for, for any sense to ever prevail, can we? No, not really. I think, uh, I, I think you know, these things are planned way in advance and uh, I think it would have clashed with the League 2 playoff final. And I know 
I think they were willing to uh, give that date up um, in exchange for a few readies, which would have probably come in nicer uh, for those uh, teams. But, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. And, uh, yeah. and you know, I'll, I'll worry about that next season when, we, uh, when we're in the final. <laughs> this is true. Talking of the, I mean, as Julian mentioned there, Craig, you know, it's a knockout question of sport. All these specials that were leading mm. up to um, to the final, that the the guys on the coach sticking the microphones in footballers' faces <laughs> when they're trying to sort of relax. You remember it's a you were in that it's a knockout, weren't you? <laughs> I was the guy in the big uh, in the big costume. That was me. <laughs> you still yeah. wearing it? You still got it? <laughs> yeah, it's not as big as yours. Anyway, um, no. <laughs> you, that's what your wife told me. Yes. <laughs> Are we watershed yet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it was a uh, it was a great. It used to be a great day. Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing was, you know, apart from match of the day, it was the only football that you got. So, um, so, yeah. so they made a big thing of it. You know, I would much rather be watching. Um, it's a knockout and question a sport than listening to Gary Neville or Robbie Savage uh, go on for another two hours before the match. But uh, hey, oh, that's what it is these days. And it won't be about Leicester. It'll be about Chelsea anyway, won't it? But do you know, the funny thing is, Julian, the last time that this is that the FA Cup final was not played at the end of the season was when Wigan played Manchester City. And of course, we know what happened then. The underdogs, Wigan, won. You know, looking at the betting, we are well down that underdog's road. Am I grasping at straws? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it's going to be a really difficult game since Tuchel's come into Chelsea. I mean, I didn't really agree with, you know, Lampard going. I thought it was quite early. But you, you cannot sort of argue with the results and the performances that, uh, that Chelsea have put out since he arrived. He's obviously very clued up tactically. Um, you know, he's got players played. I mean, like we put Hudson Adoy as a right wing back and he's done it with great success. Um, so I'm not sure what the team will be, you know, tomorrow. But it's going to be a really tough game and it is that one-off game. And, you know, I think the, the problem with us as Leicester, you know, we, we, we'd be worried because, you know, last week we go and lose to Newcastle, which you think is a, you know, it's a certain three points and then we go and beat Man United. Or, or, I know they put, a, you know, a different kind of team out. But, you know, we're, I think... The worry for me is that Chelsea's form is fairly strong, apart from the little blip they had the other night, and ours is slightly in and out. But we've proven this season time and again that we can beat anyone on the day, and we actually, I think, perform better against the better clubs who come at us rather than, I think, if it was the Fulham game, I think it was, and maybe the Palace game, where they sat off and, and it didn't suit us and they hit us on the break and that didn't really suit the way we play. So, um, you know, Chelsea are definitely going to come at us uh, and I think we're more than capable of standing up to that and, and getting back at them. So it'd be interesting how we start off and, you know, I just hope it's a really good open game. Greg, Ollie, I thought, put the stronger team out against us and the weaker team out against Liverpool. Well, I'll I tell you what, I thought uh, I, I did speak to a couple oh, of... Oh, yeah, there's any Man United fans, and I couldn't yeah. resist that. <laughs> I spoke to a couple of Liverpool fans today, and uh, I did say that uh, at least for our game, a Man United team did turn up. Because, I mean, they were they were, they were were very, very poor the other day. But if you look at the, you look at the squads, uh, I would say Chelsea's is second only in depth and quality to, to Man City. You know, that's a fantastic team, and... 
when he's had the close season to work with them as well, I think they're really going to be a force next season. Um, so, you know, but it is a one-off, as you say, and, and I think Julian's right. We we tend to raise a game uh, against better opposition or so-called better opposition. Uh, they do give us a little bit more time to play. And I think, you know, depending on the team that he picks, you know, if he goes down the Aspilicueta and uh, Thiago Silva, you know, they're not the fastest of guys. So if they play a high line, it could play into our hands a little bit. Hmm. Julian, I think if Man United had won that game uh, last night, then we would be looking, I think, at a whole different scenario. I think um, too short, too cool now is thinking, well, I'm looking over my shoulder and Liverpool are headlights are bearing down on us. You know, had Man United won and there was that gap there, it, you know, yeah, I think you're pretty much looking at the top four as it is now, but suddenly it's blown that wide open. So I, I don't know, I could be wrong here, but maybe the team that he was thinking about putting out against us and maybe having an easier team put out in, in the league game sort of a few days later, he might have to rethink that now. He possibly could, and I'm, I'm sure it's a consideration. Uh, but I think, like you know, Craig's just said, the the squad that they've got, you know, they could change and tinker things around, and I don't think it really weakens them. Whereas I think the team that Man United put out against us, you know, was players who haven't played much, haven't had much game time, and really aren't the stronger team. Whereas you know, Chelsea, I, I think they've got that ability where they might leave three or four out. I don't actually think they will, if I'm honest. But if they did. I don't think it would affect the performance of them as a team as a whole. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to put a strong team out. You know, I think he wants some silverware. Um, and for me, I think it will be, I think it'll be his strongest team. And I think he'll just take take what he can tomorrow and then look forward to the, the game on Tuesday with a few days rest. I mean, I know I've spoke many times this season about, you know, players these days having needing the rest days and how we played a lot of games. And, you know, I don't really believe that if they play a strong team tomorrow that they can't play that same team on Tuesday night. There's plenty of recovery time there. So, you know, and these are all superb athletes compared to what uh, we were back in the day. So, uh, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I, I, I do think it'll be, be a strong team there or thereabouts. I can't believe you actually admitted that there, admitted that to that then, Julian. <laughs> yeah. um, the match, of course, it's going to be live on BBC. It's going to be live on BT Sport. Five fifteen kickoff. It's on all the nationals, uh, Radio Five and Talk Sport radio stations. Locally, Radio Leicester or LCFC Radio. If you want to watch some of the ex players uh, as as well, there, uh, Craig. Our journey yeah. to the final, um, and 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 Chelsea's journey to the final. I mean, let's be honest. Looking at Chelsea's up until the semi-finals, they had it pretty easy, didn't they? They did really, didn't they? That's not uh, that's not a tough uh, a tough route at all. Uh, and I know you've said on many occasions before the previews on uh, on other FA Cup games that we've had a, a pretty easy run. But um, I mean. Those last three games that we had were all pretty tight. Even the Man United, even though it was three-one, it was tight for a long time. So, you know, I think I think we we've earned our right to be there, as everyone does who's be there. But we, we've I would say we've had a tougher running um, looking at those Brighton, Man United, and Southampton than uh, than Chelsea have. But and they probably rested a few, to be honest, uh, as Julian says they can afford to. But uh, I'm with Julian on uh, on team selection for Chelsea. I think they'll go 
strong. It's a one-off game. It's 90 minutes. Um, obviously, it can go to extra time, and I think it goes to extra time, or whether it goes straight to penalties, I'm not sure. But no, I think they'll go penalties. strong. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll go strong. I think uh, when you get there, you want to walk away with the trophy because I'm, I'm sure it's a, a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling as a fan walking away uh, when you've been in a cup final and not winning it. It must be awful for, for players. So I think they'll go strong. I think we'll go strong. And, you know, it should be a great game, to be honest. Two good teams. Julian, I don't think Leicester can go anything but strong, can we? Because, you know, we, we, we've shown over the last few weeks that we've pretty much kept to the same team, which is virtually the strongest he's got at the moment. Um, I can't... And we're going to come on to Craig's team later, obviously, but I think Brendan knows what this would mean to him as a manager. Uh, you know, as we've said, he's come down to rebuild his career uh, south of the border. But it would put him into sort of Leicester folklore, wouldn't it? There'd be a statue of him next to the statue of Ranieri if, we, if we'd built one. Yeah, I, you know, I think we know our team. There's there's no way we could even afford, I don't think, to tinker with it at all. But that, that first 11 is very strong, in my opinion. And we do have decent backup on the bench. We don't have the resources and we don't have, you know, the kind of squad that Chelsea have got. But I think we've shown, you know, again, we've talked about it a lot over the season about uh, all the injuries that we've coped with. Obviously, we've still got some, you know, shame about Johnny Evans because he would have been uh, a vital figure. Uh, tomorrow on the pitch but um, you know yeah we, we've shown that we've got that little bit of depth and I think with the, the guys that we've got fit at the moment that uh, we can we can give them a good game we we'll, you know we can be really strong against them so um, yeah. particularly you know I think the way the team's come together as well in the last few months with the you know the uh, Ineacho and Vardy scenario that they've started playing together and the formations changed to, to suit that and it's actually worked and those two you know, like Craig said, you've you, you know the, the couple of guys at the back aren't the quickest, and you've got uh, two players who are, I mean, very quick. Even though Jamie's coming towards the end of his career, still sharp and got loads of pace, and would trouble any defender. And Kalichi, I think, just as this period's gone on, has really, really grown. And I think that is probably just the confidence of playing every week, and the goals coming, and you put all that together, you know, and the understanding with Vardy and his teammates now, they're a handful for any defence in the league. So, um, yeah, we're not going to tinker, are we? But um, we're going to put a really strong team out there and give it a real good go. Yeah. Going to just say a quick hi to Ankit there from RC Bland Chelsea Fan TV, who did the Opposition View show with me last night. Uh, I hope you're as nervous as we are, Ankit. I really, really do. Um, say hello to your fellow Canadian, uh, Melina. You can both have a little chat in the uh, in the back room there. Um Craig's got a fan. Uh, he wants to be waving away now at um, at Wembley tomorrow. Uh, just put, taking up your point there, though, Julian. Um, David says here, somewhat concerned with our potential lack of speed uh, without Barnes and Vardy slightly off uh, pace. We may have a slight disadvantage versus Pulisic, Pulisic, uh, Werner, Mount, Havens if he plays them all. Um, listen again, all fantastic players. They're gonna they're gonna trouble any defence. But I mean, I, I would say that tomorrow will be the team that will keep 
the opposition in front of them to start the game with, I think, will be a cautious start. I think I would say Chelsea might have, you know, the greater share of possession in the early sort of parts of the game until we sort of get comfortable and get a foothold in it. So they've got great movement, those players. Uh, and it, it's just that thing of keeping them in front of you. I don't think we'll play, you know, too high up the pitch. Uh, and I would say, you know, get to 20, 25 minutes in and you'll see us become more comfortable, more possession on the ball and sort of feel our way into the game a lot, lot more. And, you know, I just, I think Vardy for me, you know, he's been not been scoring. I think people look at that and not actually how he's playing and how he's moving. You know, he, he still frightens defenders to death. Uh, and then the pair of them together are just looking better and better each game. So, um, you know, Chelsea be concerned about that. That's something that they've been looking at all week, uh, the way they play, the movement and how they're fed. Um, and, you know, they'll be, like I say, uh, they'll be well aware of it. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, Craig, you, you, nobody can afford, I mean, I know Vardy's not scoring, but he, he, you can't ignore him. You've still got to make sure there's at least probably one, if not two players marking him. That's it. And I think we've spoken about that before, that he he makes a big difference just being on the pitch because teams can't push up as much as they do or as they would yeah. like to necessarily when you've got somebody who wants to exploit the space in behind. So it stretches the game for us. It gives more space to our midfield players uh, when he's playing. Yeah. You know, as soon as he goes off, they can, they can push up. But I, I fully agree with Julian that uh, I don't think we will push up too much. In fact, I hope we don't because... I think a lot of the, the games where we've come unstuck is when we've tried to play a high line, teams have broken against us and they play little balls in between the centre-halves. You know, it happened against West Ham, Fulham, Newcastle. It's happened Newcastle, too many times, you know, um, yeah. that, that when we, we play that high line, they play the balls in, in be, behind. And Fafana's been great, but he has been caught a couple of times getting, uh, getting flat uh, facing the play uh, and then slipping in behind us. So, I would think that we would drop off, drop off, and if we've got the three, that we would play quite compact and, and try and force them out wide. We're going to take a quick break, and I've got coming back with a message for Stephen Collins. Still no Leicester till I die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. There we go. Julian thought it was going to be longer than it than it was. Um, <laughs> He catches me Stephen like said, that, Julian. <laughs> yeah. the, the 10 seconds, let's just say the 10 seconds, mm. just to let you know for future. Um, Stephen Collins said to me a while ago, when we won the Premier League, if we won the Premier League, that um, Gary Lineker said he would produce um, from the first match of the day the following season in his underpants, which, of course... Well, whether you could call them underpants or not is is another matter. They were almost like holiday shorts. But good to his word, he did it. And he asked that if uh, if I would do the same, which I was quite happy to do because obviously you can't see. I'm like a newsreader. You can't see below a certain height. Um, stay tuned to the end of the show, and I'll tell you what I will do if Leicester win the FA Cup tomorrow. So um, there might be just a little bit, a uh, little bit of a surprise in there for you. Don't get, I'm not, you know, it doesn't include nudity, so don't, don't panic too much. I can see Julian's looking a little bit worried there. You know? <laughs> but I might be asking you guys what you'll do if if we win the FA Cup. So they'll have a <laughs> have a think about that one. Um, Julian, now as a next player, I want to I wanted to ask this one of of yourself, um, if I can find it. That is, of course, he says. The last matches we played, we played Man United 
although allegedly it was a weakened side, but we played well against them. In the second half, I thought, you know, we really came good and we beat them 2-0. Chelsea played reasonably well, but lost to Arsenal. Big London rivals there. You know, and that effect, you know, that meant they didn't go above us in the stadium fourth. And now, of course, Liverpool, that table's a bit out, the way, uh, out of date since the Liverpool game. But we're going into this on the back of a good win. They're going into the match on the back of a, you know, a loss against one of their biggest rivals. As a player, does that affect you? Or is it just completely forgotten about and it's a new game? And Or does it play on your mind? Um, I, I just think the, you know, if we'd have lost against Man United, the mood would have been pretty gloomy, I would have think, around the place. You know, back of two defeats, the worry about the top four and, you know, what happened last season, all these things kind of play on your mind. But, you know, obviously we've got the win. So for us, we're coming into this with, you know, quite a bit of positivity. I think with Chelsea, they're a, they're a bigger club than that. I think they were the form team in the table over five games until that result. Uh, very disappointing for them. Uh, in that respect, because Arsenal have really been hit and miss this season and they would have expected to go there, take the points and put more pressure on them. But, you know, I don't think for them it's as big an upset as it, as it would have been if we'd have lost. If we'd have lost the Newcastle, Man United and come into this, I think that would have been real, you know, a downer on, on, the, on the squad and it would have been in the back of people's minds. For Chelsea, I think they'll just see that more of a, as a little blip. You know, they've still got a couple yeah. of good games. Um, obviously, they want they can really correct things, obviously, against us on Tuesday. So that'll be in the back of their minds that, you know, if they can come and win the game tomorrow, then it takes them into um, a game on Tuesday where they feel like they were on the front foot and got the, the upper hand over us. So for them, it's just a blip. They're a massive club. They've been on a fantastic uh, run of form since Tuchel came in. Uh, and, and But, you know, again, for us as well, we come, we come in it on the back of, a, you know, we beat Man United 2-1. So, absolutely mm. fantastic. Let's go yeah. and take this game tomorrow and then push on and, you know, uh, secure that top four spot. Julian. Sorry, Chris. Just, just a quick one, Julian. Um, when, when you come towards the end of the season and the games are all racking up, the fact that we played Tuesday, they played Wednesday, does just an extra day make any difference in terms of recovery? I know we, we've talked a lot about this, Craig, over the season. And I, I, I remember one season I was at Luton and I think I played 51 games. And all we did is we just had more days off. And I was 30 years old and felt really fit. And it was just about the rest period. So I think really, you know, the next day and the day after, so the two days following, so there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they should be, you know, fresh tomorrow. So for me, with the way that they train these days, you know, the, the fitness that they've got, like I mentioned earlier, is, you know, they, they look after themselves far better than, than we did. You know, I think that's sufficient rest and the fact that it's another big game. For me, it's not wouldn't be a factor. A modern-day professional might, you know, tell you something else. But for, for me, it wouldn't have been a consideration. Yeah. Good, good, good question there, Craig. Craig, I think Arsenal, have, you know, um, Julian alluded to Arsenal's season being a bit hit and miss. I think it's a lot more miss than hits, to be honest with you. But Craig, wouldn't you sooner uh, be playing? Well, I think we'd sooner be playing Lampard's Chelsea rather than Tuchel's Chelsea. I think so. I think uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because I know um, Lampard was getting a lot of stick for um, for tinkering and. Um, I think Tuchel's done it in the last couple of games. In fact, uh, I saw an interview with him yesterday, I think, uh, and uh, he said he was angry with himself for the number of changes he made, So, um, which, which was an unusual one, yeah. uh, seeing as he's in control of it. But 
he's he's got a lot of good players there, and it is difficult to keep them uh, keep them all satisfied. But yeah, Lampard's Chelsea looked a little bit just disjointed. And to be fair, though, he he got a lot of players who hadn't played a lot in the Premier League. He'd got Werner, Havertz, Ziyech, Pulisic had been injured. So these players were still finding the feet. And I think Tuchel has benefited from that extra period of time that those players have been uh, gaining Premier League experience. Uh, There's nothing to say that if Lampard had stayed, they wouldn't be uh, playing well now either. But I think in hindsight for Frank, and uh, it was probably the right, right appointment at the wrong time. I think he just went in there a little bit too early with the whole expectations that he'd got. The season before, when they'd had no uh, transfer funds, he had to rely on the kids, and they did. He did a really good job on on them. But then, I would imagine that he then seemed to throw a lot of them under the bus when he brought in his his bigger signing. So that probably caused a little bit of unrest that didn't really help him. But you can't. You can only uh, admire the work that Tootle's done since he's come in. I, I believe Julian, and I could be totally wrong here, but I think Abramovich was the was the clever one in all this. Appointing mm. Lampard when they had no transfer funds because although they had the transfer funds, but weren't allowed. There's the transfer yeah. ban. Knowing that uh, if he fa- if they failed, you know he could uh, he could blame that. But knowing that the fans probably wouldn't go mad at Lampard because he was the mm. um, you know ex player. You know they all loved Lampard and what have you, and. I think, I think, I think, you know, to be honest with you, I think Lampard did very, very well, um, you know, with what he had. He got them to third in the table uh, into the Champions League, which I don't think was expected. I, he's obviously gone on to Crystal Palace now. I think that's possibly more his level because the expectation will be less there. Mm-hmm. I think when Frank took the Chelsea job and along with Jody Morris, who had great experience with all the youngsters there, I think he was the perfect fit at that moment. And I think probably Abramovich would have hoped that, you know, that after that first initial season and then things get back to normality that, uh, you know, Frank could have gone and taken that on. And unfortunately, I mean, the, the results weren't horrific, but it's the same in anything in football. As soon as you start to spend large amounts of money, you're straight away judged on your signings. You know, we used to call players, I mean, probably a bit harshly, but we'd call someone a sacking signing. If someone played a lot of money for a player and he didn't produce people straight away look at the manager and his decision-making in bringing, you know, investing all that money in a player that's that's not fitting in, not performing for whatever reason. So you, you spend your big money, you know, on the players that you mentioned, Werner's, etc., and then they don't really fire on all cylinders. Um, and, you know, then straight away, there's a big magnifying glass on you, sort of looking at, you know, what, what you've done, what you've brought in and where the team is now. And unfortunately for Frank, um, you know, the other thing I think was, the, the, the players that he signed underperforming, but also they look really susceptible to conceding. And that's one thing that Tuchel has really, really, you know, straightened out since he's come in there. It's so difficult to score against now. And that's just the way, in his different way, that, you know, he, he set the team up. And I think that's the biggest difference. Frank's team could have scored three, but conceded four. If, yeah. uh, if Tuchel's team score three, they're winning the game. Yeah. Um, and Kit, there you say made the best team win. No, horseman <laughs> 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 shoot goes out the window. Bugger that. <laughs> we want Leicester to win. <laughs> bugger this. You know, it's, the, it's not the winning, it's the taking part that counts. Is it buggery? It's the winning. Come on, and Kit. Sorry, mate. I love you to bits. We're gonna have you back on, but no, 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 I'm not, not having that at all. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> Craig, 
um, Julie mentioned money there. Uh, mm -hmm. The final winners get £1.8 million. Pounds. Yeah. It's, it's, the runners up get 900000 but it sounds a lot of money to you and me, but to these big owners, probably it's, you know, it's a week's wages, isn't it? I think I, I, I think one point eight million doesn't come anywhere close to the prestige of winning the cup. I'm sure yeah. you know if there was zero on it, everyone would still want to win the FA Cup. That that's it at the end of the day. It it isn't a big amount of money. Yes, it'll go some way to um, to paying Brendan's price, uh, um, his uh, his new contract probably if he wins. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the money's secondary in this. You want you want to win the trophy at the end of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if I just say that, the, the 1.8 million, I think, in the squad I played in, that would have been the barbell if we won. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the barbell now at your golf club, isn't it, Julian? <laughs> he said, no he, I spoke to him the other day, he said, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in the in the bar at the 19th hole. I said, how long have you been there? He went three days. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is the difference. And this is that, the, I mean, the, the gulf between the two teams obviously has uh, has got a lot closer recently. But, you know, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal, Chelsea were there last year. Arsenal beat them, so they're really going to want to win it this year. As was like 50-odd years ago, 1969, and we, we've touched on this before, Craig, and I'm not saying that that was a match that Julian was playing in, of course. He wasn't with us then. But uh, that was our, our last cup final. The biggest team, apparently never to have won the cup, the, most, the team that's been in the final most times have been the bridesmaid, never the bride. It's surely got to be our year, hasn't it, Craig? Yeah, um, you were breaking up a uh, little bit there, Chris, for me, but I, I think I got um, I got a hint of what you were saying. Um, four four times uh, four times the bridesmaid. Um, I think. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a record that you want, is it? That's for sure. You know, and um, you know, just on a law of average, you would. Oh, I think Craig's uh, uh, breaking up there, Julian. So I'll put the, uh, the same question to you. It's been a long time. Biggest team never to have won it. Um, is it is is the are the gods looking down on us this year? I, I hope they are. I, I think you know the, the good thing about tomorrow is you know we're not going to go there, which we might have done 10, 15 years ago, and be sitting back and hoping to nick something on the break. You know we're going there as a fully competitive Premier League team that has got every single chance uh, of winning that game if we perform how we can do, if we can contain the better players. You know we, we we've got a hell of a shout tomorrow. So it's not like a we you know Wigan in the final or Wimbledon Liverpool back in the eighties. This is two very good teams who, like I say, sure we'll feel our way into the game, but I'm sure second half it'll be hammer and songs from both teams and we'll create plenty of chances. Uh, I know Tuchel said against Arsenal that, you know, they created the chances but didn't really put them away. And uh, if that's the case tomorrow and, and we can put them away, then uh, I'm sure the gods could be smiling with us. Yeah. 
Welcome back, Craig. Uh, that's the quietest you've ever been. <laughs> but look, actually, it's the shortest answer you've ever given. <laughs> I was just <laughs> off. Yeah, did you? I Yeah, I was. I said, Julian, then, and I'll put the same question to you. It, it's it's surely it's our turn, isn't it? I know football's not like that though, but this is what football is all about this is what the esl wasn't about you know it's the leicester coming from where we were to to win in the league we're now sort of you know top uh, top five club hopefully two seasons running you know bournemouth from minus 19 points in the fourth tier to premier league you know less wigan winning the fa cup wimbledon wimbledon winning the yeah. fa cup yeah. this is you know the, the joy of the I know you got the lead, but the joy of the cup as well. Wigan, Wimbledon, Sunderland was it with Bob Stokoe running up and down, yeah. and Southampton. You know, it, it's almost like I think I think the country is behind us more than more than Chelsea. I think we are the neutrals for you know want us to win. I think so, and I think uh, I think it's the same within the league. I think um, people are behind us because they don't want that stranglehold of the so-called big clubs. So any chance that there is for them to get a bloodied nose at one of the so-called smaller clubs, then the rest mm. of the uh, rest of the fans get behind us. So I think we are the underdog, but I think we'll have more fans around the country cheering us on than Chelsea will. Yeah. Now, I'll come to Julian with this first, because this is unfortunately, this is where we sort of put a downer on everything, because we've actually played Chelsea quite a bit in the Cup. Um, we played them nine times, drawn twice, lost seven, never, never beaten them in the cup. And I mean, we lost to them in the last season. I think it was the quarters, wasn't it? After the, we came back from COVID and they beat us one nil. And there's the famous five, two in 2012, um, the one nil in 97 after the two, two draw. It, it doesn't make nice reading. It's a Stephen King horror novel, isn't it? It is. I mean, I mean, we definitely owe them for the for the ninety seven one nil because uh, we were absolutely robbed that night down at Stamford Bridge. I, I was there. Yeah. And I remember it really, really well. So Actually, I really thought I'd mentioned that one for you. Yes. Yeah, it's a poor, really poor decision, and um, you know that that's definitely something that uh, we, we could do with getting some revenge for. But you know, past results don't matter. You know, this is this game's not happened yet. It's happening tomorrow. Um, everything form out of the window 100% uh, and it, it's again it, it is who performs on the day as again I'd said five minutes ago Tuchel complained about the, the chances that they squandered the other night they have another day like that you know and we've got every chance and it, it is that take your chance on the day you know what you hope to see as a fan is that they go out and actually you want the effort that's a given you know every player gives 100% but just to put that good performance in and whatever the result if you get a good performance in you know you can only applaud the lads and um, you know tell them all well done but you know and hopefully it is the right result we're going to give uh, Julian a chance to put his glasses on now and uh, play another jingle. It's 10 seconds, Julian. <laughs> you are watching and listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. I can ne I can never see if that plays at my end or not, so I, I I I hope it was. But Craig, just following on from what Julian said there, it, it is a case of, and I've said this many many times, not just this season, many seasons with Leicester. Would the real Leicester stand up? Because we can mm -hmm. go out and beat the top six, and mm -hmm. 
the next week lose to one of the bottom six. Yeah. Mm. And this season, especially when some of the performances that we've put in that have been really good and some of the performances that we've put in that have been really bad, you just hope that the right Leicester turn up. Well, I think I've, I've spoken on many occasions about intensity and um, I think we play better when we play with more intensity. And I think the second half against Man U, we played with an intensity that I'd not seen for a few weeks, to be honest. It, it seems like we came out and uh, and Brennan had told them exactly what was at stake and the, the game was there to be uh, taken. And we mm. came out with more intensity. Um, indeed, he was getting closer and was biting into to tackles a lot more. So I hope that they take that intensity into the Chelsea game because we are definitely a much better team when we do that. When, when we play slow, I think we... You know, we're more liable to give the ball away and then we can't react because we're in a slow state of mind. It's that mental thing. If you decide that you're playing slow, everything gets done slow. And we saw it against Newcastle. I mean, the number of times that we got caught on the ball against Newcastle was ridiculous. And that translated into the rest of our play. Everything was slow and ponderous. Come out with that positive attitude and want to get into them and take the game to them. And I think... I think we'll put on a really good show for ourselves, but it has to be that Leicester of the Jekyll and Hyde. I, uh, I'm i still having therapy for that Newcastle game. <laughs> don't don't bring it, remind me of that. I'm just going to say this kind of sums... I, I, I love this sort of thing as, as much as it, and it makes me laugh a lot, is that you know it's the biggest game in our club history for... I don't know how long. Well, probably since sort of 2015, 16. I love the fact that the Sun newspaper, one of their biggest headlines, is comparing the Leicester and the Chelsea Wags. <laughs> it was never like that in your day, was it, Julian? No, I don't, we didn't know what a wag was, if I'm honest. So, uh, no, definitely, definitely not one from our time. <laughs> but uh, hey, it's that time of the show again when uh, Craig's going to put his old managerial hat on. Here we it, go. It, it, it's that it, time in the show where Craig features Leicester starting eleven. Agree with him. Agree with him. Let us know. Not nice, Chris. I like that. I can't hear you now, though. You've gone. You've gone quiet. Hang on a sec. It's it's not working particularly well at mine. I was saying you you know you know you've um you you've made it when you get your own jingle. I know, and I thought that I thought that crowdfunding had come through then when you went quiet. <laughs> no, no. But uh, right, so let's have a look then. And Julian, I'd be interested in in your thoughts on this. And it's not often. Like I say, that, we, that me and Craig have agreed. We've done it once in the show tonight. I think we're about to do it twice in the show tonight because looking at this team, which I see early earlier on, it's um, yeah, it's probably the best that, that we can go with. Talk us through it, Craig. Well, I, I mean, I am assuming that Evans is going to be fit. Uh, I've not heard mm. anything to the contrary. Um, I was I was waiting for a for a press conference from Brendan today, but I, I don't know if he had a press conference. I think uh, they've, they've said that they're going to make the final decision on Johnny Evans tomorrow. Right. Okay. I mean, that to be honest, that doesn't really fill you with a lot of confidence, does it? If uh, if he's no. if they can't if they're not confident enough to say it already, but maybe they're just um, playing a little bit coy with Tuchel because 
I'm not sure what he would do um, if Evans isn't fit. I really didn't like what he did um, the other time when he moved Castagna into the back uh, back three. I didn't like that at all. I think you've got to play people where they are most comfortable and where you're going to get the best performance out of them. So that's why so Schmeichel and, and the classic back three that we've seen be successful this season of Soyuncu, Evans and Fafana. For me, Castagna... Um, Ricardo just looks a little bit off the pace. Uh, I think Brendan himself mm-hmm. said that we probably won't see the old Ricardo until next season when he's had a full pre-season. So Castani takes that slot. It's it's sad for uh, Ricardo, but maybe he can do something off the bench. And Thomas again. Thomas has played a lot of football in the last month, but um, I thought aside from his goal at Manchester United, I thought he had a decent game. There was that one blip where they scored, where he could have been a little bit more decisive, but. I think he's been very impressive and, and he does take the game forward. He takes the game to the opposition. And I think, you know, if we're talking about their back line being a little bit uh, susceptible to pace, if we've got the three and we've got uh, two sort of rampaging wing-backs, I think that, that could cause them a little bit of problems. Mm. Um, indeed, he is, speaks for himself, as does Tielemans. But I think I think this is the stage for Madison. You know, I think it would have been easy to put Perez back in, but I, I, I think, I think Brenda's almost been protecting Madison a little bit with this game in mind, and I think, you know, this is a chance for Madison to actually prove to the world that uh, that he is the real deal. You know, he's been a little bit off the pace recently. Whether he's looked nervous, I'm, I'm not sure, but he's not been himself. But what better stage to show everybody than a cup final at Wembley? So. I've put mm. Madison back in, and then Ian Acho and Vardy to uh, to cause mayhem. Hopefully, <laughs> Julian. I mean, we've, we've got. We've, I've put it down as a five-three-two. It could just as easily be a three-five-two, and that's the good thing with this formation is that you know if we're going forward, um, I saw you nip off actually when I put that graphic up because you knew it was going to be up for a while. I was tempted to actually take it off while you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be that nasty, but no, it, it's when we're going forward, it can change into a three-five-two, can't it? And it can be very fluid like that with this formation. Same as Chelsea, so I think we're probably going to be matching them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, and you know, Madison for me is a classic number ten, and, that, and I think actually so is, is Perez. Although the different players are in the in the same slot, and I think earlier in the season that's probably where Perez suffered not not being in that in that role, which you would probably prefer. Uh, so yeah, very it's, it's a strong side. I think it really does pick itself, as we've said earlier. Um, you know, and I, I can understand why Castagna was moved inside the other night. And it's just because I think they've found a shape that, that the gaffer's really, really liking. And he's just, uh, and I, I agree with what Craig says, you know, playing players out of position can be difficult, but he's also found this formation that's working and accommodates other players who are playing well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a dilemma for the manager to say, right, I'm going to keep the shape, uh, but who do I have to put in where? And, you know, I, I mean, personally, I think with his experience, you know, it might have been... Mm-hmm for Pereira to go in, you know, in there. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what comes tomorrow. We'll see about the Johnny Evans. If they were making a decision and it was truly based on the injury, again, that would worry me because if you're not sure tonight, I can't see how you can be 100% tomorrow. And I, I, w- I wouldn't think he would be right playing if he's not 100%. So, we'll be an interesting one. If he's fit, you know, then that probably is the team that we've just looked at. And if he's not, it's what, you know, if he does what he did the other night uh, and move Castagna inside or not. I mean, Julian, I'm sticking with you, we, 
Luke Thomas, not a bad goal the other night for a defender, was it? <laughs> uh, fantastic finish. I mean, and you know, Chris, yourself, that on the show this this season, I've talked a lot about him. I, I've been mm. sort of not perplexed, but, you know, wondering why he's, he's not been, you know, playing a lot more. And I think I've said the same about Thomas and Fafana, and, and Craig touched on it earlier about, you know, some of the defensive lapses. The young lads, they're going to be fantastic footballers. They already are excellent footballers, and it's just that experience that they haven't got. And, and, and in that, then comes the form where they might have a three out of ten game and then an eight out of ten game, whereas your better players are seven, eight, nine every single week, and they can... You know, even different opposition, different players playing against different formations, they can still reach those levels a lot more consistently than the younger lads can. So I think he's a fantastic talent. Great goal the other night. Really pleased for that. I mean, that's something if he starts tomorrow, he'll, be, he'll still be buzzing from the goal and taking that into the next game. So I do think, you know, fantastic talent that he is and he's going to get better and better. I understand why some fans aren't, you know, over, you know, taken with him just because of, mm. He will make the mistakes, but that that is an agent experience thing. Uh, and for me, I'd love to see him out there tomorrow. Craig, I mean, nothing has phased this guy. He's been in Europe, he scored a goal. <laughs> he's, he's young enough, and yet there he is shouting at uh, the, the Jamie Vardy in front of goal to leave the ball for him. I mean, you know, it, he's, he's got the confidence, hasn't he? I think I was going to say exactly the same. That's probably almost as impressive as the finish was the fact that mm. uh, that he was brave enough and confident enough to tell Jamie to just get out of his way that he was going to have it. And then if you look at that goal, again, the, the technical ability to actually get his foot high enough over it to cushion it back in, he didn't lash at it or anything. Um, he, he just guided the pace back on the ball and it, that shows a hell of a lot of confidence. And I've been impressed with him when he when he's when he's going forward and he's in tight spaces, he seems to be able to sort of use his body pretty well and, and come out with the ball going forward. I think he lacks a little bit defensively, but as Julius says, that, that comes with experience and, you know, just strengthening up a little bit and a bit more upper body strength to, to hold people off. But he's definitely got the technical ability and, and the confidence. So I think it could be a, a, a fantastic experience for him tomorrow. And, you know the FA Cup throws up strange stories, doesn't it? And maybe, uh, maybe the the young lad is the one who's going to take the headlines. I'd love to see him going on Soccer AM. I mean, that was a top bins if ever there was a top bins, wasn't it? You know, <laughs> Peter. I'm not sure if you're watching a different show or not, but you know, this isn't Carol and Trevor. This is Julian and Craig. I've no idea. <laughs> and which one are you calling Carol? I mean, yeah, I'm going to Peter. You worry me a little bit now. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll. I think I think we'll leave. We'll we'll leave Peter to his. Uh, his own devices there you know anyway carol um <laughs> quick question i'll stick with you for this one craig then if evans isn't fit and like like yeah. julian said it's a bit strange is one night going to make such a difference julian doesn't seem to think it will do but if evans doesn't play if it's not you know if it if it is psychological because he's trying to sort of you know get mm -hmm. get into side two calls head who who does he play at the back then i i I'm going to be controversial here. I know this. No, I you would, devil. <laughs> I would put a Marty in. I, I know that sounds weird, but 
for me, Amati is a proper centre-half and he's better when the game's coming on to him. When he's being asked to play at right back, he looks uncomfortable for me. He's, he's, uh, he can't play as a wing-back either. He's not that good going forward. But, you know, and I, I'll hark back to the fact that when he was uh, a few years ago, he was player of the tournament in the African Nations Cup. And you don't get that unless you're a decent player. And he always looks more natural to me as a centre. And a centre in a three, because he does talk quite a lot as well, Amati. And I think he's got that experience. I would put him in as a like for like. And then you're not moving other players around. The danger is, when you do that, you weaken two areas of the pitch rather than one. So for me, I would put a proper centre-half in and just stick with the rest of the formation. I think I think I must be I must be drinking gin here because I'm agreeing with you again there, Craig. You know, I, uh, I what's wrong with me? I'm on a different uh, different tide scale here. Yeah, I I would put a Marty back in there. I don't think he's a right back when he's been when you know he's been played out on the right. He is he is in the centre. Um, would you agree with that, Julian? Or would you maybe bring Fuchs in and play around with it, or would you go for a Marty? No, no. I mean, I think touched early on Fuchs earlier in the season. I thought he he really struggled with that, and, and I think you know tomorrow is definitely not the game with him not playing so much uh, at all this season. And yeah, I agree. You know, you, you bring a centre half in, and if he brings Castagna inside, has he not got the faith in Amati? But um, you know, like I say, uh, Craig said, you know, he's got the African, you know, the nations, uh, you know, player of the tournament. Uh, he is good with people coming on to him. He's got the pace. And no centre-half ever wanted to play at full-back. And I can tell you that from my own experience. So, And he did look uncomfortable. And I felt sorry for the lad that he was actually put there because I think at the time there were other alternatives. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. That's his position. That's where he plays. Uh, and, you know, it, it would make a decent back three for me. So, uh, you know, we'll have to see how that sort of pans out overnight and in the morning. Yeah. Well, it's that again. It's another that time of the the show when we look at the scores, and you know, I mean, I I, I was the only one that actually went for a two-one Leicester scoreline over Man United and got it right. And I then went joined the prediction league. I know it's late in the season, and I predicted that Arsenal would beat Chelsea one-nil. So I, you know, I am on a bit of a roll, can I say? And nobody ever believes me that you know Craig tries to put this rumor about that I always sort of make these graphs after the game and that people never know when I'm actually predicting. So for me here, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to put my prediction up here for you all to see. And I'm going for two, one to Leicester. Julian to you first, what is your score prediction going to be? Well, I think having seen you said that, Chris, and I, I would have said two on myself. So I think I might have a couple of quid on that, but no, no more than a couple of quid, obviously, because uh, <laughs> If, if, if it doesn't come in, I'll not have any money left for some beers. But uh, I think Chelsea will score. They're probably too good not to score. But uh, yeah. I, I can see us getting a couple of goals. Um, so I think I think two ones uh, not a bad guess to be honest. Yeah, big wide pitch tomorrow, Craig. Maybe suited for uh, Nacho and Vardy. What score would you uh, think we're yeah. going to see tomorrow? I... You know, as, as much as I'd like it to be a goal fest, I, I've just got a feeling that it's going to be tight. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to go for us to nick it 1-0. Ah, I thought you were going to go 3-1 then. That's your your mm. favourite uh, no. thing. I just, let's just hope it doesn't go to extra time and penalties, because I <laughs> really, 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 my heart wouldn't stand that. Mm. Craig, you're going to be... That, 
I mean, I mean, said that, you know, if you're losing uh, as the clock ticks around to 90, you'll take extra time. And if you're losing in extra time, you'll take penalties. So, you know, as it comes. As usual, you are the wise old sage, sir. And that is very, <laughs> very true. Um, where are you going to be watching it, Julian? Or, or you know, are, are you you're going to be watching it? Yeah, no, I'll just be at home. Um, probably crack a cold one open and uh, get the fire on and just relax and watch the yeah. nine minutes and hopefully they get the right results and then we can uh, we can celebrate. Craig, I'm going to ask you this then. If we win, are you going to have anything to do anything to uh, to mark the occasion? Um, I'm not I'm not sure, Chris. I'll leave that one with me. I'll uh, I'll have a think, but uh, I am looking forward to hearing what you're going to do. Well. <laughs> I'm not. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nothing to do with underwear. Let me tell you that I am. I am not going there. I think <laughs> you're going to get a tattoo, not. Chris, aren't you? I haven't got. I haven't got Gary Lineker's body. I've got to be honest with you. You know. Um, yes, to be honest, uh, I, I take you back to 2015 December Christmas party at work. Coming home absolutely drunk, going on Facebook, talking, which is always a stupid idea, is to go on Facebook when you've had a few drinks and saying that if Leicester were top at Christmas, that I would have a tattoo done. Uh, I've hated tattoos all my life. I've, I've never liked them. And um, <laughs> you can never trust Leicester, can you? This is the thing. You never do what they expect. And they were number one at Christmas. So I had to get a tattoo done. And um, apparently I went viral with this at the time. I don't know if it's coming up or not. There we go. Uh, right. Chat shit, get banged. I can remember going into the uh, tattoo parlor, which was opposite where I worked. And the owner was sat in the corner. When they shouted out what I uh, what I wanted doing, she was she jumped up and said, "I'm definitely doing that one." You know? <laughs> and uh, since then, I've got another two tattoos. One we had done with my son when we won the Premier League. So I've got a little bit of space left that, that isn't too flabby that I can maybe uh, maybe get the FA Cup tattooed on it. So if we win it, I think I'll probably get a, a, a tattoo. Julian, good, good <laughs> you got any tattoos? Uh, I do. We I just I just have the one, and uh, uh, wife fell out with me, so uh, I'm, I'm uh, loath to have any more. But um, it'd be nice to be nice to think I could have one tomorrow if they won. But I don't think that'll be happening. No, no, no. You're not. You're not. You're not worried about uh, Chelsea. You're more worried about your wife. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I used to have one of them. <laughs> Julian, thank you so much for joining us and for giving us your or sharing your, your, your great football knowledge. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Good luck. See you Cheers, tomorrow. Cheers. All the bye -bye. best. All the best. Craig, have a safe journey down, mate. Thank you very much. We, we, we may well hopefully see you on air tomorrow, and I'm going to go through the shows in a minute, uh, but we may well see you on air uh, with, as a roving reporter. I shall, I shall do my very best. I, I'll remember to charge my phone. Yes. I need to get somebody to follow you around with a, with a, with a purple dildo. <laughs> yeah, again? <laughs> again, yet again. Well, at least it would be the right colour for the strip, wouldn't it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that was you that time, was it? Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move now on. We know. But Craig, <laughs> hey, 
I know, I know you, 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 your family getting in as well, but you're not going to be sitting here. But hey, have a great time. It's the sort of time that you share with your family. And what we said right at the top of the show for a club like Leicester, you know, it, it's it's possibly a once in a lifetime. We hope not, but uh, it's been a long time of coming. Enjoy it as much as you can, mate, and please drive Cheers, carefully mate. and stay safe. Thanks a lot. Cheers, everyone. See you soon. Cheers now. Hopefully, hopefully, talk tomorrow. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. So thanks to Craig there. The lucky devil is going to be there. Um, I was lucky enough to be there for the um, Charity Shield. And yeah, we all know what it's like losing when you're at Wembley. But um, it's still being there, isn't it? It is still being there. All right, let's have a look what people have just been saying here. Uh, Score-wise, uh, Peter Hydes has gone 1-0 Leicester. Uh, Andy, don't do this to me, mate. Really don't do this to me. Um, 1-1 and then 5-4 on penalties. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I mean, it's bad enough when we're watching. It's, I think it's always worse watching it at home on the telly. But if it's a normal game for the last five minutes, I'm pacing around the flat wishing I got a dog I could take for a walk. If it goes to penalties... I, I couldn't. I couldn't really. I, I. If it, I'm going to blame you, Andy. Right? We've got it now on screen. I am blaming you if that happens tomorrow. Scott says here. Um, I'm concerned about Amartes. He doesn't seem comfortable when playing out from the back, as well as his brain just seems to be a bit slower than the rest of the squad. Well, that's very nice of you to say him. He speaks very speaks very highly of you, Scott. <laughs> Makes me nervous playing him. I'm not nervous when he's in the centre. Nervous when he's on the wing, but I'm not nervous when he's on the centre. Um, TM um, is saying, that's what I meant, 2-1 to the Foxes. And David S says, um, I go with a 2-1 win as well for the Foxes. It'll be very difficult for either team, but I feel whoever's the most composed and focused team will be the winner. Doesn't know who has the advantage there. I don't. I mean, Leicester, we're going to be under pressure because... Um, it's the first chance to win it since 1969. Four times the bridesmaid, never the bride, as they say. So the, that pressure is on us. I just think Chelsea are going to know a bit more pressure because of the Liverpool result last night. You know, had Liverpool not won, the gap would have still been quite wide between them and, and Chelsea. Not, not unsurmountable, but Chelsea aren't going to lose, you know, the last two games. So... They've got a Champions League final. They've got Liverpool literally now breathing down their necks. And it might just, might just make Tuchel think, hmm, I might need to look at my game for the Tuesday. We won't know. We won't know till tomorrow. This time tomorrow, we could be winners. We could be losers. It's going to happen one way or the other. It's going to be decided on the day. No replays, extra time and penalties. Well, um, we're going to be back tomorrow, a little bit different tomorrow, because the pre-match show, which we usually do about um, 50 minutes before kickoff, we're actually starting at three. Um, there'll be me and Brad, hopefully the other guys, Josh, etc., can pop on at some time for five, ten minutes. Um, Josh, hopefully a bit longer. But three o'clock, and we'll be running through till about... Um, 20 past four, just after the team has been announced to look at the team. So if you're free, pop on and join us. Ask for the link. I'll send you the link, and you can come on and give us your pre-match uh, thoughts 
on the cup final. Not exactly it's a knockout, but we can have a bit of a banter knockabout. Um, the post-match show made the decision. I think we're probably going to go with that on Sunday at 10.30 in the morning, purely because if we win it, we're just going to be celebrating. We're not going to want to be coming on here and talking about it in any form that is uh, even a little bit understandable. So uh, the post-match show will be 10.30 on Sunday morning. And then you can catch me. Yes, you can. Me on TalkSport Radio at uh, 1.15, TalkSport 1. I'll be on there talking to Matt Rushton and Barry Glendening. Uh, I think they might be asking me about the cup final, don't you? So 10.30 Sunday, post-match show, 1.15 Sunday. Tune into TalkSport 1 and listen to yours truly, having a chat with Max and Barry. Well, how excited are you? As excited as these girls, I have to put that up. Craig's still watching, and I know he likes them, so I have to put them up for him. It's 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 the best excitement he gets all week. He tells me it really is. Um, come on, girls, you can go now. Go on, go away. That's it. We're off to Wembley tomorrow. Um, Craig certainly is. Good luck, mate. Have a safe journey down there. <laughs> so it is so nerve wracking. Um, you want to see me and my son. My son's actually quite calm compared to me. Don't forget to subscribe if you would. That would be absolutely great. You can catch us on uh, Lesson Till I Die TV on YouTube if you've missed any of the show and want to catch up. And please give us a little subscribe button in that uh, click, the subscribe button, the click in that bottom right-hand corner or on the channel itself if you're not watching the video. And if you want to listen back to this later on, you can pick us up on podcast form, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. And I'm going to be on uh, a show in uh, about 45 minutes' time. Um, and it's going to be um, Keen's Fennish show. He's a Man United fan, but he is doing a, uh, a well, what's the word I'm looking for? A cup final special. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's the uh, it's the weekly armchair kickoff.com. Weekly armchair kickoff.com. Find him on YouTube. You'll see me and Brad on there backing up Leicester City. Guys, it's nervous. Are you gonna sleep tonight? I'm not. I really I mean I don't sleep well at the moment anyway. Um David. It's just saying here, uh, I won't be able to make the 10.30 on Sunday. Unfortunately, says I'm in the US. It's too early. Set your alarm, David. Or don't forget, go onto YouTube when you wake up and click on the uh, Lester Till I Die TV and watch it again because it will be obviously up on there. Uh, Scott, um, all the best, Chris, and the guys on the podcast. Hope we get the result. We want, come on, you foxes. And he's not going to predict the score because he doesn't want to uh, jinx the team. And uh, Melina, thank you so much for modding, as always, and everything you've done. Now, Steve sent me a message about uh, about what we were talking about. And uh, if you've done what I think you have done, great. I back you 100%. Uh, <laughs> she's going to sleep well tonight because Arsenal's not playing. Well, it's usually nightmares, isn't it, Melina, when Arsenal are playing? <laughs> Come on, you foxes. You're a closet. You're a closet fox, aren't you? Guys, look, stay safe. It's going to be a great, great day tomorrow, whatever the result. Let's enjoy it. Let's just bask in the fact that we are there. And like I said, right at the top of the show, please, 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 
give a little thought out for Vichai, who's probably looking down at us and um, and cheering us on from the heavens. Vichai and Top, thank you for everything you've done for us. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for all the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. <laughs>